What's going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in his daughter's room, <laughs> or AKA office, there you go, is my co host, Cody Johnson. Cody. Hey, everybody. What is going on, Drew? Welcome back, man. You were missed last week. Uh, definitely weird to hear myself talking to myself. So, <laughs> welcome back, man. Uh, and yes, I am in the, the pink studio, I guess we can call it. And uh, you guys, we got a good episode for you guys. Without further ado, let's get going. Well, it is great to be back. I am so happy to be back. Uh, last week, uh, you know, life gets in the way, man. So you got to got to do with what's uh, best for the family and I didn't want us to miss a, another week since we've literally just got back so uh, I appreciate Cody you holding down the fort you did a great job um, it was such a quick episode that um, honestly there was a lot of parts that I totally forgot that you had said <laughs> until like I heard you talk about it again and I was like oh yeah that's right that's right <laughs> so it was just so quick like usually I listen to this and I can listen to it like I have to listen to it like, um, you know, the first half on a drive and then the second half on my way home, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. And, uh, you know, this one I listened to at work and I totally just <laughs> blew through it. So anyway, it is great to be back. And uh, I appreciate you, Cody, of course, uh, for doing everything that you do. So thank you uh, for doing the episode yesterday. Well, not a problem. Last week, excuse me. Yeah, not a problem, man. Well, it's glad to glad for you to be back. That's for sure. Cause uh, you know, it's definitely I think I don't know for you, but for me, when I do a solo episode, it's always kind of nerve-wracking and just weird, you know, like I don't have yeah. anyone to talk to. So I'm talking to myself and then <laughs> yeah, just odd, you know. Yeah. But uh I'm glad that you liked the episode. And now that you're back, we'll we'll double it up this time. We'll increase the runtime by by another 30 minutes and that should fill you in now for your next work day so definitely when andrew's here the the uh, podcast uh, uh minutes go up so <laughs> um, and the conversation gets better that's for sure well that's good i'm glad thank you uh i i think you're lying but i appreciate it um okay. <laughs> anyway i don't know how to take a compliment so don't compliment me please uh <laughs> uh so Last week you did AFC North and NFC North. Um, and obviously I wasn't here. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go through it real quick. Okay. And then um, afterwards we will kind of go into uh, obviously what is supposed to be this week, which is AFC South and NFC South. So it'll be really fun, man. I'm, I'm super excited because uh, football is in what one week. Man, yeah. that's, it's insane. We just had a fantasy draft on Saturday this past weekend. So that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Well, hopefully we get to talk a little bit about that. We need to um, because um, it was it was interesting it was for sure. It was good. It was good. <laughs> uh, before we get into everything, though, Cody, I didn't ask you. Shame on me. How are you doing, man? Oh man, thank you for asking. We're uh, we're hanging in there. Uh, I'm doing fine. Uh, kids are a little under the weather from I think school being back up, so we're just dealing with that over here. But uh, for the most part, just laying low and just you know, doing the same thing day after day. So how are you guys doing over there? Doing well. Um, you know, it's been fine. Um, my, uh, my daughter and my wife actually went to, uh, the Jonas brothers concert in Sacramento, mm-hmm. uh, last weekend. And we had a, a whole ordeal, uh, trying to get my daughter cause they require a negative test. Right. Um, to be shown or vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And it had to be within, I believe it was like 48 hours or something like that. So mm-hmm. uh, we set up, we set up one and realized that it was only going to be, it was going to be in, in five business days. So we had to set up another, they said about two to three business days. And the second business day was going to be the day of the, of the concert. So we were like, Oh man, that's kind of pushing it. So we got a third one (laughs) and this one we had to pay for because it was the rapid test. So we went and did that. And so, I mean, my daughter, she was, she was great. Uh, the first time she was a little nervous, but then once she did it, she was really good. She Mm -hmm. wasn't afraid of it. She even told us that 
at uh at school i guess there was another kid who was talking about that um uh they were going to go somewhere and so she had to get tested and um she was scared and so nadia mm-hmm. was like oh it'll be fine it was it was so easy like i can show you with a pen and like, you know, oh. <laughs> she was just like she was like it'll be great it'll be it's it's you know if you have boogers they'll clean it out for you it'll oh be fine gosh. so that's so funny so she was like just like encouraging everyone to, oh you should go get tested so i was like oh there you go that's good so um she was good about it uh no okay. question about it but <laughs> so saturday rolls around of the of the uh concert my wife texts me says hey we're in we're in the um uh the amphitheater that where the where the uh concert was at because it was outdoors and i was like okay good and she goes and guess who didn't ask for the uh negative test results for nadia and i said <laughs> You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> we went through this whole ordeal. They didn't even ask for it. And my wife actually just told me today that uh, um the one, the two to three business day one that we were a little worried about, that the second business day was on the day of the concert. They got it at like 4 p.m. and the concert was on like seven. So oh, we would have been fine. We didn't have to get the rapid test. So <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> but hey, man, you know, it's it, it my my daughter loved it my wife uh-huh. loved it and uh my sister-in-law she went with them and she loved it too so it was good and thank you you hooked us up with the hotel so i appreciate that as well um so man it was it well was... let's correct that my wife took you guys up with the hotel That's i will true. say last minute as well so luckily yeah, it, was it was all luckily she was able to find some she's really good about you know figuring all that out but yeah well yeah. my wife was my wife just wanted to drive home mm-hmm that day and i was like oh, i don't know man i just i don't know i don't trust people the way that people have been driving lately like since covid hit yeah. i don't really like it and then my daughter's in the car so i was kind of like can you go get a hotel room and i was like i'll hook it up for you or i'll have cody and abby hook it up for you yeah, so we'll something. figure it out <laughs> yeah so. that, that's a good call i don't advocate for anyone having to drive late after an event especially if you've been up majority of the day and yeah don't power through it's kind of dangerous but anyways well and too it was funny because there was something going on like they wouldn't let them out like they were stuck in the parking lot for like two hours (laughs) so so they weren't able to get out until like really late like concert ended i think it was like 11 they didn't get out until like 1 1 30 yeah and then they got to the hotel around like two or something it was it was insane and i was yeah. like well i'm glad you didn't have to drive home after that like that would have been that would have been miserable so all right enough chick chat cody god all you do is talk um <laughs> uh so i'm gonna go through the afc north real quick for me um okay. so we did the afc east and the nfc east and i'll just remind everyone afc east i only had the buffalo bills making the playoffs at the number two seed in the afc and then in the NFC, I had the uh, Dallas Cowboys winning the division and also being the only team in the NFC East to make the playoffs. And they would be the fourth seed. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at right now. So with the AFC North, excuse me. Um, at number four, I have the Cincinnati Bengals at three and 14. I don't mm-hmm. think I need to explain. They didn't do anything for their defense. They didn't build up their offensive line at all it's still Mm -hmm. the same old team with a a couple of more uh you know nice receivers so uh i mean it's i I like their offense uh but the offensive line is not fixed and joe burrow got hurt last year so we'll see how that goes and then like i said the defense is still well pretty bad so um number three i have the pittsburgh steelers at seven and ten i know that uh big ben is in better shape but you know better shape in at 38 versus when he could have been you know in better shape when he was like i don't know 35 even (laughs) would have been better Uh um he's at the end of his rope they're the steelers are really pushing they're really trying to show how good big ben is because i feel like they were kind of hoping that he was going to retire he didn't so they're just like uh well we're all in now (laughs) like yeah we we didn't get a quarterback in the draft so they went and got haskins i mean what does that do? Um, but Najee Harris is a nice player, but James Connor, I I don't think I think James Connor is not as talented as Harris, mm-hmm. but 
Connor was kind of a victim of that offensive line. They really didn't do much with this offensive line and kind of the same as Cincinnati. So mm-hmm. I don't really like this. The, the Steelers offensive weapons, they have some nice players, Deontay Johnson, uh, Juju Smith, obviously, but Juju Smith is kind of having some down years these last couple of years. So mm-hmm. um, he's going to have to really step up. Then they have Eric Ebron as their tight end and they just got another rookie. I'm blanking on his name right now, but um, he looks okay, but to be perfectly honest, I don't see the Steelers doing much. They really trailed off at the end of the season last year. They started off hot and yeah. then just couldn't get it going. So yeah. um, I think that continues, to be honest. Uh, then I have the Cleveland Browns at two oh. at 10 and seven. Okay. I know the Browns have a great team. Uh, you look on paper, but last year it wasn't much different. The only thing that you could say is they're more experienced now. Odell, mm-hmm. if he stays healthy, might help. The defense is is a little bit better now. I, I shouldn't say slightly, um, but they are a little bit better now. And um, so the Browns, you know, I, I just think they're limited. I think they're going to be a straight run team. Mm-hmm. And when they have to pass, have to pass heavy, mm-hmm. uh, Baker Mayfield doesn't strive. And I feel like there's going to be a few games where they're going to have to rely on Baker Mayfield and mm-hmm. it's not going to work out for them. So, but I think there will also be, and to be fair, I think there's going to be also games where they need to rely on Baker Mayfield and he wins. So I don't, I don't want to say, you know, just poo poo all over him. I, I think he's fine and they have a great team. I just feel like, let's see. I, I just, I haven't seen the spark that mm-hmm. I think the Browns could really have. So. Uh, and number one, I have the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Ravens, they did lose a lot. Or they're 12 and five this year. That's oh, what wow. I have them at. Oh, wow, you're really um, right I love Lamar Jackson. I think mm-hmm. he deserves more praise than what he gets. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this was before J.K. Dobbins went down, but I really like their running back, Gus Edwards. I think he's really talented. Um, I don't think he gets enough carries that like he should. Mm-hmm. Um He's a really good starting running back and he's a good backup too. So um, whatever they ask him to play, he does really well with. So I really like us Edwards, um, you know, filling in that spot. And then, um, you know, Marquise Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Ravens defense, they did lose a lot of their players, but they did gain a few of their, of some good players too. So Mm -hmm. I still like this team. I think this team is Lamar Jackson reliant. Um, so if he gets hurt, that could be their season. Um, but uh, as of right now, I think Lamar Jackson uh, takes him and the AFC North win again. It's interesting. Obviously, I'm not nearly as high on him. I had him finishing third place in the episode I did. Um, mm-hmm. Majority of it was because of their offense. I just, I mean, all they have is Lamar Jackson and now Gus Edwards, which, I mean, yes, he's talented, but. I just don't trust Hollywood Brown. I don't trust uh, Sammy Watkins, um, which is basically who their primarily primary targets are. Uh, Mark Andrews kind of had a sleeper year. I just, I mean, Lamar Jackson's going to literally have to go for video game style stats to keep that team at 12 and five. And I, I think it's going to be defensive wins more so than offensive wins. I think, I think, uh, you know, Ravens didn't do a very good job at addressing any sort of weapons for Lamar. Like they should have been in the running for Julio, or I think maybe they should have made a really strong push for Odell if he was even ever considered on the chopping block, which would the Browns ever deal in the division? Probably not. But I think, again, it just kind of proves into my point that they just should have gone for an actual prominent receiving weapon. I feel like that they are getting a little too cute and relying on Lamar Jackson a little too much. And I will say that, uh, you know, you don't want to injure him and we'll use um, Cam Newton as an example. He was primary runner quarterback got injured and now he's not the same. So, yeah. Well, I have uh, the Baltimore Ravens, like I said, 12 and five, I have them at the number three seed in the AFC. Mm -hmm. And I also do have the Cleveland Browns. Obviously they would have to be a wild card team. They would be the number six seed. So, uh, you know, well, obviously we'll get into that. Um, and then the NFC North, I have the Detroit Lions at two and 15. No explanation needed. You went from Matthew Stafford to Jared Goff and your team is even worse. 
<laughs> yeah, that two wins was just even hard to find, to be honest. Yeah, for me, I at mean, least. honestly, I just had them split games between the Vikings and the Bears because I don't think the Vikings are all that good. And I don't think the yeah. Bears, as much as I want them to be good, I think they're going to have their struggles if they go with Justin Fields, especially if they go with Andy Dalton. Um, then I have number three. Uh, either or actually Chicago Bears at six and 11. I also have the Minnesota Vikings at six and 11. So you can put Vikings at three if you want, or you can put the Bears at th- at two. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, they have a tough schedule and they don't know who the Bears don't know who their quarterback is right now. Um, other than they're going to start Andy Dalton, it sounds like week one, which I think I know a lot of people want, want fields to start week one, but against the Rams defense, yeah. I feel like just you don't want fields to get hurt. You know, you don't want that to happen. So, um, you know, definitely need to um, throw out the veteran, a guy who can at least know what's coming and, and expect what's coming. So, yeah, we'll sacrifice the veteran quarterback, not the franchise. Yeah. So um, and then the Minnesota Vikings, their defense is pretty bad. I I, I wish their defense were better. Uh, they mm-hmm. have some really good playmakers, but they also have a lot of holes. Um, and last year they couldn't get to the quarterback. I think that continues this year. Uh, I like Eric Kendricks, who is from Fresno, California. He went to high school here at Hoover High School. Um, you know, I really like him. He's a he's a really good linebacker. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, is he, you know, he's really a tackle machine. Uh, that's about it. You know, you got Harrison Smith, who's a really good uh, safety. He's a guy who can get some picks, but, um, you know, as long as they don't throw his way, it's really not that bad. Their corners are are pretty young now. So, Well, they did um, also sign Patrick Peterson. Eh, I, I, I don't know, but he's, he's just so much older. And like I said, I, that secondary still is not that great. Mm-hmm. So Patrick Peterson, I think, would, would thrive with a team who – has some young corners um, with a, with a veteran presence. And I just feel like uh, the Vikings um, they're kind of older on the defense and then Mm -hmm. in the secondary. Yeah, they do have a little bit few younger guys, but no experience. So Uh, then obviously number one, I have the green Bay Packers at 13 and four. Yes. I know Aaron Rodgers almost retired. I know he almost took the jeopardy job, yada, yada, yada. Listen, with all that's being said, the Packers still have the best team in this division. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's going to be tough, though, because Bakhtiari is going to start on the pup list to start mm-hmm. this year. So that's going to kind of hurt. But Bakhtiari was out for half the year last year. And, uh, you know, Packers did just fine. So you still have Aaron Jones. They just yeah. recently you have Devontae Adams. Yes, he's on a contract year, which kind of scares me. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be frank um you know and so there's a lot still going for the packers um mm-hmm. so uh and i think their defense is very underrated because we talk about when you talk about the packers you talk about aaron Rodgers right away mm-hmm. um and uh this defense has actually gotten a lot better over the years so um you know are they great no i wouldn't say they're great but uh they're, they're very uh sustainable defense so to me, Packers, that's an easy one. Uh, obviously, the Packers are the only team I have uh, in the playoffs in the NFC in, in this division, and uh, they would be the number three seed at 13 and four. So, very cool. Well, right, I've got man. no debate on that list. So, all right. You don't want to fight me on the Lions? No, I'll fight you on Cleveland, but I won't fight you on the Lions. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough one to. <laughs> That's a tough one to convince anybody to <laughs> that they're going to win more than two games. All right, Cody. Um, so we'll do uh, 15 minutes on each division. And uh, so we're going to start with the AFC South because we're going to go with our uh, whole alphabetical theme here. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you kick it off. Uh, we'll go four to one like we have been. And uh, yeah, go ahead. AFC South. All right, so in the AFC South, in the fourth place, I've got the Houston Texans at 2-15, and 15, and I will be dead honest, those two wins were almost as difficult to find as uh, Detroit's. And again, the reason why is because they 
basically have um, a subpar offense. And yes, they have um, Tyrod Taylor as their potential starting quarterback or is their starting quarterback. Uh, but again, they got a lot of baggage with Deshaun Watson. Even if Deshaun Watson was to be playing regularly without any sort of, you know, uh, sideline issues that are happening at best, I think they would be, you know, a five and 12 team, but not the case here. They are definitely a two and 15 team. And again, that's probably because they're going against the Jags one game and maybe they get lucky and beat the Colts in another game, but they, they are not nothing to worry about. That is for sure. Um, third place. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars at four and 13. Um, Trevor Lawrence, um, obviously he's going to play as a rookie. I can see him making not a whole lot of mistakes, but enough to where his team is going to be hindered. They're going to be coached again by a first year head coach in uh, Urban Meyer, who is a college coach legend, but that doesn't mean he can translate to the NFL. So we'll see how he does in his coaching debut. But uh, I think the Jags have an okay offense. Uh, They got a really good running back in James Robinson. Not a bad receiving core. I mean, I've seen definitely worse, but uh, they are not the best. That is, that's a known fact. But um, for the most part, they can hold their own. Um, and their defense is is not very good. Um, some young players and not a lot of names on there any longer. They're not like the Jags defense of a few years ago when they actually went to the AFC Championship game. That is for sure. Um, and that's why I have them finishing in third place at four and 13 uh, second place. I've got the Colts at 10 and seven. I think Carson Wentz will have a good year. I don't think it'll be a all pro year or, or anything of that nature, but I think he'll be good. I think he'll improve a lot from Philadelphia. I think playing in a dome more than half of uh, the season will benefit that. And also to that offensive line is far more superior than what he had in Philadelphia. And I think that makes a huge difference. Also having the running back, Jonathan Taylor there, uh, Marlon Mack as the secondary running back, some pretty good wide receivers as well. And actually an underrated defense. If I had to say so myself in the Colts, I think they're a, a 10 and seven team and they're going to be a tough team to beat for sure. Um, you know, I know that they're really competitive with Phillip rivers and Phillip rivers would give the game away. And again, I think that's also into age more so than, uh, more than physical ability. But, um, I think Carson wins with his being mobile will, Surprise a lot of people. I think it'll make the offense a little bit more dynamic, and I think he'll play pretty well, considering he played really well with uh, Frank Reich in uh, Philadelphia. I think he'll do well um, in Indiana. So, which leaves the Tennessee Titans at twelve and five, as I have that third record. I have Julio Jones and AJ Brown being a pretty good force to reckon with. Um, with uh, Ryan Tannehill, obviously, with Derrick Henry. Um, their defense is slightly improved. I think their linebacking has improved a little bit. They did sign Bud Dupree. Uh, their secondary, though, is the issue. So if they can't pressure the quarterback, then that secondary will break down. But I think for the most part, the Tennessee Titans are the strongest team in this division. And I see them pretty much holding their own and looking at their schedule right now. They definitely have an easier schedule than most. And I think they'll win a lot of tough games. Like I see them um, winning a tough game against Seattle. Um, I think their run game is a lot better than Seattle's defense. So I think that'll be, um, be pretty obvious. I think San Francisco will lose to Tennessee at the tail end of the season. And I think because again, Tennessee is just a stronger team as the season winds down because of Derrick Henry and his running ability. So that's where I have, uh, the AFC South division. All right. Well, I think we're a little different record wise. Um, so in the AFC South, obviously I have at number four, the Houston Texans. I don't think that's a surprise. I also have them at two and 15. Um, honestly, I have them splitting games against the Jaguars and then they, I just have them winning against the Jets. Um, I feel like if you're going to be getting another win, uh, outside of your division, it would be against a rookie quarterback. And that's honestly the only reason I picked them because like you said, it's, it was really hard. Like I just, it's hard for me to think that there's going to be a team that goes over 17. I know it's happened before, mm-hmm. but this is first, you're adding another game. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, um, you're, you know, <laughs> you have no quarterback. You have no, I mean, they have like no skill players. I mean, 
the highest, per, the best person I think on their team right now, currently, is David Johnson, and you know he's not what he used to be. I mean, he's still, you know, serviceable, but you know, <laughs> he's not like the David Johnson when we saw him in Arizona a couple of years ago. So. Mm-hmm. It's going to be it's going to be a tough year for the Texans. I feel really bad for Tyrone Taylor because it's just I I feel like he keeps getting the raw end of the deal. I mean, last year he was the Chargers starter and because the Chargers organization uh, messed up, that's why they started Herbert. It wasn't even because they wanted to start Herbert right away. Punctured his lung. Yeah, I mean, it worked out for the Chargers, but not for you know, uh, to Rod Taylor. So, um, I, you know, I feel bad for, for Terod Taylor. Now he's going to be behind no offensive line. Yeah. Um, you know, not much of a running game, not too many receivers other than, you know, Brandon cooks to throw to, uh, you know, who used to be good. Um, and then you got no defense, I mean, no JJ Watt. I mean, the secondary that they used to have that was really strong is now gone. Mm-hmm. So I just really feel bad for the Texans, but, and then obviously them being put in this Deshaun Watson, you know, fiasco is just, they, you know what? A lot of people would say, well, they deserve it. You know, they were, they didn't put a team behind Deshaun Watson for so long. And now they're, now they're dealing with it. I mean, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. But I, I would disagree with that. I just yeah. don't think they deserve that to be honest. Anyway, I'm not going to be so depressing anymore. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, I have at number three, and I have them at five and 12. Again, mm-hmm. like I said, I have them splitting games against the Texans, have them splitting games with the Titans and the Colts. Yes, I do. And the reason is, is because first it is an in-division. I know a lot of people don't like the Jaguars defense. I'm not saying they're great, but I don't think they're as bad as what everyone is saying. I do think they have some playmakers. Is their defense, you know, reliable? No, I'm not going to sit here and say that, but I do like Trevor Lawrence. Um, You know, Urban Meyer, yes, he was a college coach, of course, but I do feel like he does have some sort of magic that he can get out of these players. And I feel like there is some reason he loves football so much. He couldn't stay away, but he couldn't go through the stress with college because to be frank, college coaches go through more stress with the overall thing than NFL head coaches do because NFL head coaches, all they have to do is focus on the football college coaches. You got to focus on the recruiting. You got to focus on the coaching. You got to focus on the academics. You got to focus on, you know, uh, hold on. I think I'm gonna call BS on that, but we won't get into it right now. I think NFL head coaching is far harder than than college. I think, no, I'm, I'm not saying that it's not harder. I'm saying it's less stressful in the fact of you don't have to worry about only you don't have to worry about anything other than the football aspect of what you do. Uh, okay. That's a table discussion. That'll probably okay. be another, an episode for another time. So the, I, so I the Jaguars, point, I just feel like are going to do something. I, they have too many playmakers offensively. Um, yes. The ETN um, or ETN um, actually went down this past week. Um, so he's out for the year and I still like James Robinson. I mean, he did really good with a, with a bad offensive line and, you know, I think they did improve their offensive line. Now it is just draft picks. So we'll see they mm-hmm. are, they are young, but if it works out for them, then it's going to really work out for them. If it doesn't, then obviously it's not going to really work out, but I do like, um, uh, the fact that, uh, the Jaguars, um, do start are are at least not going to be as bad as the Texans are. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and Trevor Lawrence, this is definitely going to be a learning year for sure. Yeah. Um, then I have at number two, I have the Indianapolis Colts uh, at nine and eight. I really wanted to put them higher, uh, but this whole Carson Wentz thing where, you know, it looked like he may not be back until at least week five. And now they're talking about he may even start week one. To me, seems a little fishy, um, not because I think they're, you know, they're lying to everyone. I just think they're they might be trying to push him a little bit to get going. Um, so that's my only concern. They might kind of hurt some games because they're trying to put out Carson Wentz. So 
Um, we'll see. But, um, you know, overall, this Colts defense is freaking brutal. Jonathan Taylor really showed out last year. So I look, I, I think he'll do well. Honestly, the Colts, their issues right now is the receiving core and their quarterback. We mm-hmm. don't know what Carson Wentz we're going to see. Yes, he had success with Frank Reich, and I'm banking that he will continue what he did with him before. But there is a, <laughs> there is another uh, thought that maybe we see the same Carson Wentz that we saw last year, which was really bad. Yeah. Um, so, and if we do, the Colts are actually, they might be in a worse position than they were mm-hmm. last year because at least with Jacoby Brissett, he was serviceable. Um, you know, he, I would say Brissett almost played better than Carson Wentz last year because I had Carson Wentz in fantasy and a lot of the points that he got in fantasy were a lot of junk, junk uh, time. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see what happens, but uh, I, I feel like at least you're going to get somewhat of the old Carson ones. I really do. How much of it? That's going to be the question. So mm-hmm. um, then at number one, I have the Tennessee Titans and I have them at 10 and seven. Um, my only issue is their defense. Yes, they did get Bud Dupree, but like you said, that secondary is really suspect. They were bad last year and they had Malcolm Butler, who I think is, can still play now he just retired of course but he was in arizona so they didn't do much with that secondary yes they uh, like you said they got the bud dupree which i think does help their pass rush so that will help their secondary a little bit but they play teams like the bills you said the seahawks the chiefs the rams the niners i really like the niners i really like the rams i mean i don't think i have to tell you about the chiefs um and then were they are they good yeah. Any good? <laughs> and then the Seahawks are are I like them as well. So, mm-hmm. and then obviously the Bills, we we have them as a as a really good team still. So, um, yeah, man, I, the Titans, I just feel like they're kind of a victim of their schedule. But overall, I think they're a good team, and we'll see what they can do. I, I you know, Tannehill, I'm still not sold on him. I mean, he mm-hmm. he does well in this offense, but now he's got a new offensive coordinator. It helps that you have Derrick Henry. So, you know, that's going to be a lot of pressure off. And then you add Julio Jones. That definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, it'll be interesting. But like you said, you know, Derrick Henry, they, you know, he is stronger towards the end of the year. And they might sneak out a few more wins than what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, I just have them losing the games that they should probably lose and winning games that they should win. I think you're going to find this funny. Actually, the second... Texans win I have on their schedule is actually against Tennessee, but it's the last game of the season when I predict that they'll clinch it, rest everybody, and obviously Houston will play for pride, and that's probably when they'll win their second game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Well, hopefully, I mean that'll be that'll be nice for the Texans at least if they yeah, can no do kidding. that. So, <laughs> so I have Tennessee at the fourth seed in the AFC playoffs, and I don't have uh, the Colts making the cut. Take that with what you will. All right, Cody. Well, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the NFC South and uh, who who we think is going to win the NFC South, man. Spoiler alert. Always the defending Super Bowl champions. No. The Falcons. (laughs) Okay, we're going to a break. (laughs) All right, Cody. So um, NFC South. This one will be interesting. Not because I don't think that you have the Buccaneers winning it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm kind of curious about the other three teams. So Cody, let's go four to one still. Yep. And uh, once you start it off. Okay. So I don't know if anybody else is high on the Falcons as I am, but I've got them in a surprising record of two and 15. Oh my God. I don't think they're going to be a very good team. I did not think it was going to be that bad. I I think that uh, obviously Matt Ryan basically is playing until he's going to retire. He's a good quarterback, so I don't see why the Falcons would uh, draft his replacement yet. Um, Calvin Ridley, of course, say no more. Who else do they have after that? Who's their other weapon? They don't have really any other weapons. So, okay. Kyle Pitts, a rookie that hasn't seen a regular season snap of football quite yet. 
So my God, that guy is a beast. Though. He he is. But I mean, is that he going to win? Is that is that what we're saying? That rookie is going to carry the Falcons into some unknown success. They don't have a very good offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a, a drafted rookie who's going to be their starting tight end, which is which is apparent. They don't so, really have a and they just signed Mike Davis from Carolina, who's a good running back. But is mm-hmm. he you know, is he going to transform that offense? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's yeah. versatile and their defense is nothing. They don't have a defense. They can't hold the lead. And I just don't see, I think that they are in the early stages of rebuilding. And I think they're going to have a bad season to get a high draft pick for uh, Matt Ryan's uh, um, replacement. And I think that's where we're at right now. We're in the starting stages of reboot because they got rid of Julio Jones. Um and mm-hmm. I think that's where we're at right now with it. And they're going to just go off of um, Calvin Ridley and, you know, whatever and Kyle Pitts and go from there. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the best that they can do. And that's why I've got them at two and 15. Did you have something that you wanted to retort? I just want to know what you're lower on. What, what's, what is the part that you don't like about the Falcons the most? Like your defense named off of the defense, their okay. defense, the most be- uh-huh. And the reason why is because I, th- I think that they will be like a top 15 offense just because Matt Ryan is still a good thrower. Calvin Ridley had a monster season with Julio Jones, basically injured majority of the season. So that's not, that's not going to change. And then they have an upgrade at tight end. Um, and I guess in some respects, they also have an upgrade at running back. So yeah, they're going to be a good potent offense, but their defense isn't going to do very much. So I don't see their defense holding any leads. I see their defense letting them down. And, and unfortunately that's just, I mean, I could be wrong, maybe four and 13, but I think, you know, I had a hard time finding two wins that I thought that this team would beat a team outright. And they're in a tough division for the most part. I think all four of these teams in this division are, you know, with the right pieces in place are a 500 team, except for the Buccaneers. And I just don't see the Falcons, being the second or third team in this division, they're going to be dead last by a, a reasonable margin, in my opinion. So, okay. Uh, third, I have uh, New Orleans Saints. Um, unfortunately, I'm not as high on them as maybe you are, or maybe everybody else is. Um, and I think a lot of it is because Jameis Winston. I know that he has he was behind uh, Drew Brees for a season, and he showed some promise in preseason. I just think for some reason that he's he's going to be the same old Jameis Winston, and I see the Saints going a whopping four and thirteen. Michael Thomas is starting out on the on the IR for the first you know six weeks of the season, and he's their yeah. best receiver. Uh, Which granted, is pretty much some, what he did last year. Yeah, and granted, <laughs> they've got some. Yeah, granted, they've got some other young receivers that they could still integrate in the offense, and they still got uh, uh, Kamara, but. I don't see anything else in this offense that's going to put fear in people's hearts and their defense is okay. Like I think they're a, a, a pretty, you know, above average defense, but I think that, you know, as Jameis Winston forcing the ball into these inexperienced receivers is going to cause a lot of turnovers, which is normal. And I just don't see the saints um, being better than four and 13. And uh, even if they put in Taysom Hill, I don't think that makes them any better. You know, I think they're the exact same team, regardless of the quarterback. Does Jameis Winston have a better arm and he's a better natural quarterback? Yes, but I don't think he's a, I don't think he's going to make this team any better. Um, at number two, I've got the Panthers at six and 11. Uh, I think mm. with the addition of Sam Arnold, I like it a lot. I just think um, he's going to need about a year to get uh, integrated with the offense. And I think their defense is going to improve. And I think Sam Darnold with Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore is going to be great. And Chris McCaffrey is going to be really good. But again, I just think that the pa- the Panthers are going to be really young. They're still going to try figuring things out. And I think that's what's going to be their downfall. So I have them at six and 11. And then without any surprise, I have the Buccaneers at number one. I have them, though, finishing the season because they brought back all of their starters on both sides of the ball, 16 and one. And the wow. only, yeah, the only loss I think on their schedule wow. that I have them losing was to um, the Rams in week three yeah, because it's in LA. Other than that, I don't see them losing any other game. They, they're just too good on offense. Um, now you have a whole year with everybody in the system with Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, OJ Howard, 
Rob Gunkowski, that offensive line has gotten better now with that, what was a rookie um, starting tackle now a second year in with that offensive experience, uh, an improved defense that um, is more experienced now. And they also drafted some younger assets that can be in more rotations. It's hard to say like what other games the Bucks will lose. I, I mean, the Rams is the only one that I thought was going to be a worthy loss. And I see that early in the season. I mean, I can't say that Philadelphia is going to beat them. I can't say Chicago is going to beat them. I can't say Buffalo is going to beat them. I like Buffalo a lot. You know, I'm really high on Buffalo. I just mm-hmm. don't see Buffalo beating um, beating the Bucks, especially when they play Buffalo in December when Tom Brady is at his best, you know, yeah. and you know, it was hard to find more than one, more than a loss. And the Rams are the closest thing I can come to. And in my opinion, it's, it's the Bucks are going to come really close to repeating, or it's going to be a Super Bowl rematch between the chiefs and the Bucks. And I'm foreshadowing for next week, but that's where I have the Bucks at right now. So. All right. Well, I'm pretty much higher on everyone in the division, except for the Buccaneers. Hmm, interesting all right so uh, i'll start off by saying uh, my number four team is the atlanta falcons but i have them at five and twelve okay my thing is yeah i i hate their defense their defense is terrible um you know as much as i like um their their defensive coordinator i believe it's um raheem morris still okay correct raheem morris is that what his name was for the yeah, Falcons, I think of it right now. yeah, for the Falcons, he he came in as their head coach uh, when they fired Dan Quinn. Um, I can't think of his name right now, but anyway, mm-hmm. um, none, nonetheless, I I think they do have some playmakers on their defense. They're no way, shape, or form going to outperform anyone defensively this year. They just they they're either too young or they just haven't played enough with each other. Um, but I think you will see a few glimpses here and there. But I do feel like the Falcons do have a favorable schedule to get a few wins. And also, I really like Matt Ryan. I know a lot of people are not high on Matt Ryan. I don't think he's great, but he's really good. And he's proven it time and time again. Yes, he doesn't have um, he doesn't have uh, Julio Jones anymore, but... He showed that even without Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, um, they had, I believe they had Austin Hooper last year. Um, You know, they have um, Russell Gage, uh, another receiver that no one had heard of. And all of a sudden he comes out and he does well. They had Todd Gurley and actually they made Todd Gurley look pretty decent. So, um, you know, I, I think the Falcons do have somewhat of a team that can win some games. I have them beating the Jaguars splitting games with the Panthers and the Saints, beating the Jets. I just feel like if I had to choose Matt Ryan or Zach Wilson, I'm going to go with Matt Ryan because he's the experienced quarterback. Even if Zach Wilson is a better quarterback overall, he's still a rookie. He's going to have these growing pains. And, you know, I just think the Falcons could get him. And then I have them beating the Lions and the Jags. And I just, I don't think I need to explain other than I, I think the Falcons have a better roster than the Jaguars and the lions. And I think Mm -hmm. that overcomes them. So I think they get those wins. Um, But I mean, can I see them losing both games against the Panthers, both games against the saints? I could, I could see that. Um, But I just don't think the saints are that good (laughs) or the Panthers are that good. So, Um, so then I have at number three, the saints, I have them at the same record at five and 12. They have, issues i've never been high on their defense i know there's still people talking about the saints defense is still really good and that's why that they could this saints defense has never been that good they have been covered up by drew Brees, and we are going to see that yeah i am sorry they give up too many points too many points and it's never garbage time points they always had these close shootout games and drew Brees over always overcame them and that's why, it, but they would be like, oh, you know, the defense made the stops when they needed to. Yeah, but, you know, now you're not really going to be able to get there like mm-hmm. you were with Drew Brees. I like James Winston. I really hope he's successful. I really hope I'm wrong on the Saints. 
but they also have a, a, a fairly tough uh, schedule. I mean, they see the Buccaneers twice. Um, they see the Seahawks, the Bills, uh, the Patriots. We'll see, you know, how that goes. Basically, all of the NFC East and the Packers. So uh, that's and the Titans too. So that's a really tough schedule. That's that's not an easy schedule to overcome with a new quarterback who. You know, let's be frank. We don't know what Jameis Winston we're going to see if mm-hmm. he's going to turn the ball. over. He's still going to turn the ball over more than Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. And just saying that in itself means you're going to lose a few games, you know, because when Drew Brees didn't turn the ball over, that's why they were so successful. Mm-hmm. You know, he last year, he couldn't throw deep like Brees could not throw deep yet. Yeah. They were still winning a ton of games. So that has to that has to mean something. Yeah. Um. So number two, I have the Carolina Panthers at nine and eight. I really like the Panthers. I think their defense not only has gotten better, but they have a lot of their guys that they rely on have been in the league for a year now. Um, and they've, they have that experience. I don't feel like the Panthers defense was all that bad last year. I think they kind of had a rough year in the quarterback position and, kind of you know struggled the rest of the way um but they do also kind of have a fairly easy schedule um you know they see the jets they see the eagles the giants the texans um you know obviously the the nfc south division they see them they see the vikings um and what was the other oh the uh they see the cowboys and cardinals who i think they will lose to but those are games that they could also win. I could see them winning. So I really like the Panthers. I know you don't like Sam Darnold as much as I do, but I do like Sam Darnold. I think he's good. I think he's better than what they had last year. He has to stay healthy. And I think this year, if he doesn't do it this year, he's done. I think after this year, if I don't see what I have seen, why I like him, mm-hmm then I'm done with Sam Donald. So I will admit that like, I'm, this is like the last straw for me for Sam Donald. If it doesn't work out, then it's, he's, he's not going to do it. But if he does, I think this team can be really good. Yeah. I know he's, your, he's your dude from, uh, I know he's your dude from uh, USC. USC. So yeah, I know that you're way <laughs> high on him, but yeah. You know, there are some times where, like, you see Sam Darnold and you just question the decision-making. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then you wonder if that's the system that he was in with the Jets or you wonder if that's him. And <laughs> don't get me wrong, like, the most recent preseason game where he had good, you know, he had really good uh, throws on the run and stood in the pocket. There was also some moments where, like, had that receiver not made that play or had the defender been right on the receiver like a normal regular season game, the ball he threw probably would have been picked off because – Sometimes it doesn't look like he sets his feet correctly. Sometimes he just yeah. kind of throws these crazy passes. And the most recent preseason game just showed him kind of getting lucky. Yeah. So I think that's why also, too, I'm hesitant on the Panthers. Like, is he an upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater on an arm talent? Yes. But the Panthers last season only won five games with him as well. Yeah. Even though Sam Darnold is here, is that five games improvement as well? Or, you know, so I, I see your point, yeah. but I think Sam Darnold is the linchpin for my prediction. Yeah, well, and and Sam Darnold with the connection that he had with Robbie uh, Robbie Anderson uh, in New York was really good. Um, you know, uh, with now you add Christian McCaffrey to that, you add a DJ Moore with that, and um, you have a, a a guy, an offensive coordinator in Joe Brady, who really showed that hey, he can coach in this league, and then Matt Rule. So I think. I think they really do have a good team and they have all the pieces in place that, that can win for um, for Sam Darnold. Now he just has to go out there and do it. And that's the question mark, but that's why I have them at nine and eight. I think they win games that there's a few games that I feel like they shouldn't win, but they end up winning. Mm-hmm. And there's a few games that they, they will lose that they probably shouldn't lose. And I think that's fair. I think they'll... Um, I guess they, I have them overachieving and I'm okay if that, if I'm wrong, because I am really banking on that from what I've seen with Sam Darnold, I, I think that they can do it. So, um, and real quick, number one, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have them at 14 and three. Mm. Uh, I mean, 
Honestly, I had them losing to the Colts because I really like that Colts defense, and I feel like the Buccaneers will play down to the Colts, and I feel like the Colts will punch them in their mouth uh, real quick. But I also can say see how I could flip the Colts and the Bills because I have them beating the Bills, but I could also flip those, So, which I think I'm, I might end up doing. But anyway, I'm just going to leave it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I have them splitting games against the Saints. Again, I have them playing down. Honestly, the first game against the Saints, I feel like they'll play down to them because mm-hmm. they're going to be like, let's see what Jameis can do. And I feel like Jameis will really try and uh, show Tampa Bay like what they're missing. And then in game two, Tom Brady will be like, okay, that was fun. <laughs> I think and Bruce then, Arians will, will really screw up Jameis Winston more than Tom Brady. I think Bruce Arians is going to bait Jameis Winston into oh, nothing yeah. but turnovers all day. So, I mean, I yeah. imagine, you know, Jameis Winston will have a nice showing, but I think Bruce Arians will shut that down quick, fast, and in a hurry. I, I just, it's for, uh, to be perfectly honest, I, I mm-hmm. didn't want to make them 14 and three, but I just, I felt like it was only fair to um, find a few losses because I just feel like if the Buccaneers win so early, like mm-hmm. you said, with uh, I believe the Titans, that they might rest a few guys in in a few games, and yeah, and they'll just end up getting a couple of uh, losses here and there, and it won't really matter. But I actually have the Buccaneers in the number two position um, in the NFC playoffs. So kind of a uh, kind of a uh, uh, precursor to the uh to the nfc west number two eh? number two interesting and it's because of a head-to-head no not a head-to-head i'm sorry i totally looked at the wrong i looked at the wrong schedule not because of a head-to-head just honestly it's the same record so i guess you could flip them but okay i have them at number two anyway Very, very interesting. I know that the West in the NFC section is super, super competitive. And yeah, it so also the AFC West. Yeah, it is. I don't know if the AFC West is the best division. I don't know. Maybe I guess it is the argument, but I don't know. It's not according to my projections, but we'll see. All right. Well, honestly, I have AFC West as the best division the AFC and I have the NFC West as the best division in the NFC. So mm-hmm. uh it'll be you're not gonna like it, but I, I already know it. But I'm gonna right. I'm gonna go for it anyway. All right, fair enough. So quickly <laughs> before we go though, do you want to talk a little bit about our fantasy draft we had on Saturday? <laughs> okay, well I had one uh Friday night. Uh-huh. I had a fantasy football Friday night. Uh, it's a new league that I joined uh, with with my buddy uh, Brad. My buddy Brad, he invited me into this league, so I said I'll do it. And um, there's a couple of people who have played fantasy football before. Obviously, Brad being one of them, me being another, and then I think there was a couple of more people that kind of knew what they were doing. But basically, Justin Tucker, the kicker for the Ravens, went uh, in the seventh round. And that's when I got James Robinson in the seventh <laughs> round. And he was ranked like 33rd overall. And everyone just kept skipping over him. And I was like, uh, okay, I guess I'll get him in the seventh round then. Um, and then um, Jimmy Garoppolo went way before, um, I believe he went before Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, man, these people do not know what fantasy football is all about. Like you just don't understand. So um, it was, it was probably one of the worst drafts I've ever been a part of. I mean, just so many reach. I mean, I had, I had called you because I was in between on a couple of tight ends that I wanted to go. It was backup tight end. So I wasn't like too worried about it. Yeah. But I had called you and while I was on the phone with you, I was like, Oh, this guy was taken. Why? (laughs) This guy was taking what? And you were like, dude, wait, who was taking right now? And I would tell you, and you were just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it was probably one of the worst drafts I've ever been a part of, but one of the best drafts that I feel great about. Like I just felt right. like I can win this league, no problem. <laughs> 
I bet so. you can send out some really outrageous trade offers and they probably will go through. <laughs> I do think about it, but uh, you know, I kind of like my team, so I don't know who I would trade for right now, but anyway, so then, yeah, we had a draft on Saturday and it started off kind of weird because yeah. <laughs> when we knocked, when we went to the front door, um, uh, this older lady and ans- answered the phone and she seemed confused when she Just answered like the door. Yeah. And I was like, oh, uh, we're here for the fantasy football draft. And she was like, uh, oh, oh, um, yeah, I think they're in the back. And I was like, you don't know. So, <laughs> so that was already like a weird start. And then she couldn't tell us how to get in the back. Like she was struggling to tell. So I was like, oh, man. And I looked Who's at Cody. House? I was like, man, I thought we were going to die here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we get in the back and I see uh, I see people that I notice. So I'm like, OK, all right, we're good. <laughs> we're at the right place. Uh, so we get there and I was told that we got to get there at 12. So I was right. rushing. I had so much to do beforehand. So I was rushing. We get there. Someone thought that the draft was at three, which I had mentioned that, well, at least they're not wrong because it would be three Eastern You're right. and it started <laughs> at noon. So I know we need know, a preference by how many wrong. arguments we had with our, with our significant others to even make this day happen of like, <laughs> we're going to do this draft. Like my wife forgot the day of yeah. after I reminded mm-hmm. her leading up to it. You had a birthday party you were supposed to go to yeah. and you got out of you got out of it early so you can go. Mm-hmm. And here we show up on time and it's pushed to like a one o'clock <laughs> yeah. draft time. So and this is this is a draft where we get defensive players. Yeah. Like it's really deep. So luckily they were smart enough to say, hey, we're just gonna draft the first 16, and then everyone you get basically all your backups. Um on the waiver uh, on the waiver wire you know free agency whatever so um you know which actually was kind of nice it was it was nice that we weren't going to be there for you know four hours yeah 24 <laughs> so, rounds would have been a little excessive <laughs> yeah and people were starting already at like round 15 or actually probably like round 13 round 14 there were people who were like oh man i don't know who i want and it yeah, took a <laughs> while for some of the picks so it was good that we weren't there um you know, guys like us who like, you know, can tell you, you know, 53 man roster on, on most of the teams, you know, it, we benefit from that. But yeah. <laughs> other people aren't, aren't, aren't doing that. So anyway, so we started off with that was going on um, and we start the draft and we're going into it. There's a guy who's completely plastered. Yeah. I mean, he's he absolutely... was, I think he was drunk before we got there, if I'm being honest. Oh, he was. Oh yeah. yeah. He was gone before we even walked through the, whatever yeah. house we guys, walked into. Yeah. And guys were already saying, and they're like, dude, you're already drunk. And he was like, no. Yeah. Mm, and he couldn't maybe. even say no without <laughs> yeah. like, no, I'm not. Drunk. Yeah. Like, it's slurring. <laughs> There's a couple of times he tried to have a conversation with me and I had no idea what he was saying. I really like he was slurring and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, what? And he yeah. said the same thing and I still couldn't hear it. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, just going with it. I was like, dude, I can't. I don't I don't get it. And then every and, time he would pick, he would like, I, I want McCaffrey. You already have him. <laughs> oh, uh, what about Julio Jones? You want Julio Jones in round two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all yours. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my favorite one, though, that he drafted was uh, we were, he was getting defensive player and he said Luke <laughs> Keekly. Oh, yeah. And the best thing the I it wasn't even that he was trying to get Luke Keekly. The best thing was, is everyone, not a single person was like trying to tell him, oh, man, no, 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 man, he's retired. Everyone looked at each other and was like, man, how wasn't he picked yet? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's the steal of the draft. He was like, yeah, and we were making him feel great about himself. And so we started laughing and he just thought we were laughing because we couldn't believe that we didn't get him right. we're laughing because this guy's been retired for two years. So, And he didn't even find out until the end of the draft. Exactly. Because we, we were walking out to our car after the draft and he was like, man, I can't believe no one was telling me that he was retired already. We're like, dude, why would we not? Why would we tell you, oh, he's retired? Like, <laughs> oh man, that was that was the pick of the draft for sure. Yeah, um, it, was, it was the winner. And then we had another conversation where someone was talking about they dropped their their crack, crack pipe. 
Yeah, that was, that was interesting. One. So he starts it was, off the story with one when of the I was, most. He started off the story by saying, "Yeah, you know, when I was smoking crack for a living." <laughs> like what? And so then he it was the most. The story progressed guy. to where he like was yeah. taking something out of his pocket and it landed on the floor, and then yeah. the next thing you know, he booked it or something. But he did say, "I will give him credit for this." He did say that. That's why he stopped because he was so yeah. embarrassed. He was like one of the most embarrassed. So I was like, eh, "At least I ended in a happy." Yeah, that but. was. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, smoking it. It was it a pipe, you know, dropping out of your pocket was the line that you're like, okay, I can't do this. <laughs> but I think overall so it was funny. actually I think overall that draft was actually kind of entertaining. And yeah. you know, for the most part, although I don't know about you, man, but I felt I didn't feel very well afterwards because we were surrounded by so much smoking. It was oh yeah, it was insane. We got a guy that's like getting high behind us when we were wherever we were sitting. And then we had everybody that's in this like little patio area smoking yeah. literally like in the center. We're kind of like sitting in the middle of it all. And we get out of there. And I don't know about you, man, but I was like, oh, my God, my head is pounding right now. It was I, like I, mean, I didn't have a headache because I've been around cigarette smoke for more than I can tell you. But um it still was just like it was kind of draining like i kind of felt like bleh afterwards so when i went to the birthday party that i had to go to yeah um i was just kind of like oh, mellow <laughs> it yeah. was just kind of like i didn't want to do anything i just wanted to sit down and uh which i ended up doing so it wasn't i didn't feel that bad but <laughs> it was just i found it, it also fun. i found it also really funny too that the guy that picked luke kingley and was drunk basically before the start of the draft was also cooking the food and nobody ate it <laughs> well and no one knew it was ready yeah like, i didn't know that it was i didn't know where to go I to get the like food round 14 yeah yeah and round 15 and i was like oh i guess the chicken's ready yeah <laughs> like, well i'm just gonna wait because i'm gonna go home or i'm gonna go to this birthday party and i know there'll be food there so i'll just wait that <laughs> was funny it was you know what? It's it's an experience that I definitely would like to go to again. It was it was really fun for me because it got so many stories already. But yeah, um, yeah, it was it was it started off kind of weird. <laughs> and that's hopefully hopefully the next couple of drafts we got coming up are pretty as entertaining as that. Maybe not so many crack pipe stories, but at least entertaining. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, man. Well, um, that's it for us. Thank you guys for hanging in. I know we had a few extra stories, but, um, you know, trying to cram everything into one one episode. But uh, thank you for joining us. We, we do always appreciate you guys. Hey, go check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, uh, follow and subscribe onto our YouTube channel. Hopefully, we will be putting uh, more content on that soon. So, uh, please, go check it out. Um, and, uh, you know, if you have any questions or any uh, topics that you want us to, to talk about, please message us on any of those social media sites, even YouTube. Uh, you know, you can comment on a video or whatever and, you know, tell us what you want us to talk about or, uh, you know, whatever question you have, please let us know. Our, our DMs are open and uh, the comments are open. So please feel free to, to do that. Um, also go subscribe rate and review on all the major uh, podcast sites. that is going to be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, iHeart and Spotify so go check all those out we're on all of those um, and uh, please like I said leave a review if it's a 5 star let us know what we're doing right if it's a 1 star let us know what you don't like and that way we can fix it So, and then go check out fnxfitness.com who's been a great partner of ours uh, for this past year since we've been doing this. So uh, go check them out. They have a lot of great workout gear, great workout supplements. Uh, They have a lot of fall stuff coming out very, very soon. Uh, They just put on like their last deal, like their last summer deal, and they're going to start getting into fall. So I hope that means they're going to be restocked on a lot of their stuff and maybe some newer stuff. So go check them out. They do sell out very quickly. So um, if you're listening to this and you hear us talk about it, go on it right now. Go check it out. And Cody will actually tell you how you can get 15% off of whatever purchase you decide to go with. That's right, guys. Go to JuCodeSportsTalk.com. There's a link on our uh, homepage that you can click on. And then that'll take you right to the site that Andrew was just talking about. 
Uh, shop all you need to get supplements or any sort of the gear that's available on their site. And then you'll be able to use the Drew, Co- uh, Drew Code 15 promo code to get 15% off your uh, entire purchase. I highly recommend it though. I've got a lot of the gear. Drew's got a lot of the supplements and he he loves them. And I love our the gear that uh, they've given us. I think it's really good. Uh, while you guys are on the website though as well, head over to um, where you guys can listen to all of our full podcast episodes. Also, you can listen to old episodes from last year and then also our previous podcast that we had before, Two Bays in a Pod, which is also on the website. Um, on the website, we have all of our live social media links where you guys can follow us, subscribe, or like us on whatever platform you guys prefer to uh, check us out on on social media. And you guys can also uh, click on any of the live links to whatever you know podcast site that you want to listen to us on as well. Uh, there is also a, a section where you guys can leave a question or a topic like what Drew was mentioning. So that way we can interact with you guys. And we would appreciate if you guys did go ahead and do so. With fantasy football coming up, we'd uh, really love to see some snapshots of your guys' teams that you guys drafted and uh, why you picked some certain players and who you reached for. I think that'll be a fun discussion. Uh, let us know because uh, in the upcoming weeks, as we do our fantasy draft, we'll be posting our teams uh, on our social media. So definitely check out that. So. Uh, With all that being said, you guys, we will catch you guys on the next episode when we talk about the AFC and NFC West division, which should be super, super fun. And again, don't don't forget to follow us on social media and keep up with it. All right, guys. So we will see you guys then. Please get vaccinated. Please wear your mask. Please be nice to one another. And we will catch you guys next week. See you.